0: Welcome to the Social Witnessing Podcast, observing the world from a nice, safe distance.
1: All right, episode 22, Social Witnessing, with my friends, Jason and Eileen. How are you guys doing?
2: Hi, guys. Hello, hello.
1: Hi. We're
2: doing all right. How are you guys doing? Good,
1: good. (laughs) Good, yeah. Surviving.
0: Long days indoors.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've become a a napper more often. We took some advice about uh, not making this a time when you need to continuously be doing things. And I I, I don't think I'm getting sick, but I'm definitely feeling worn out. And I I think it's just from being inside, to be honest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're ridiculous. How about you guys? How are things going?
2: Not bad. Today felt especially blah for me i just like kind of like the weather just like gray and i don't know yeah yeah
3: Yeah. and it's the beginning of week eight right um yeah which is it's a long time to be indoors together all the time together Together.
0: (laughs) alone no problem together huge
1: problem
3: (laughs) no no it's good but you know like like you guys we're not in a big space we're in a one-bedroom apartment and um yeah we really enjoy each other's company but we also enjoy being alone and that's a hard thing to get these days
1: yeah definitely it's it's been a struggle over here as well Um, So tell us about uh, your journey, your COVID journey. Like how how have things been? How how did it happen for you? And are you guys like full isolating, partial isolating? Like what are you up to?
2: Good questions. Do you, I feel like a really interesting aspect. I don't know if Eileen is willing to jump into this. Is Eileen um, puts on a annual swing dancing event um, is like one of the two main organizers for an annual swing dancing event and was kind of on the leading edge of thinking about COVID as a result due to the planning and thinking related to that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to hear that story? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so I started thinking about um, COVID really seriously on March 2nd. And that was the first day that my um, co-director and I realized, like, really started to understand that this was a thing we were going to have to grapple with. Mm -hmm. And so we organized a swing dance event that was supposed to take place uh, April 16th to 19th here in Vancouver um, with about 300 people in attendance. Um, Our demographic is mostly Western Canada, but... Mm -hmm. um, Folks from across Canada and also a large U.S. contingent, um, including about 20% of our attendees, are from King County, Washington, which at the time in early March was um, a bit ahead of the curve of here in B.C., um, and they were experiencing, they were starting to experience a pretty uh, significant outbreak Mm -hmm. uh, in early March. And um, yeah, so we like very rapidly went from a place where we started thinking about how we would implement um, hygiene measures and other whatever sorts of measures we might need to at a dance event. Um, and that quickly kind of escalated into maybe we're going to have to cancel. We don't know. How do we make the decision? And um, we struck a COVID working group amongst uh kind of some of the volunteer staff that run the event and oh gosh I don't know the date it was the Sunday before March 12th um it was like maybe the 8th or so uh we were really starting to like double down on our decision making process and um that that weekend or early the weekend early the week before Public Health Agency of Canada had released um Kind of a decision support tool for mm-hmm. mass and community gatherings, which it was pretty much hot off the presses and we found it and um used it and and um came to a place where we could like kind of go through all the different factors and understand where we sat within them, but realize that we're not public health uh, like experts or we're not public health officials, and really we should be consulting with public health um, experts to be making public health decisions. Yes. And at the time, right? <laughs> like we're, we're very smart people. We're great planners. We're like, uh, many of us work in different kind of different areas where we assess risk all the time, but we're not public health professionals. Um, so yeah, I reached out to Vancouver Coastal Health um, and they were really incredible and really responsive. And um, very quickly, I was kind of referred to um, a medical health officer who, at this time, it seemed like pretty much all he was doing was consulting with community groups. Oh. Um, yeah, right. And at the time, the like uh, the line from the BC Centre for Disease Control and from Vancouver Coastal Health was that the risk of transmission um the risk of community transmission in BC remains low. Um, and there were no limits on public gatherings at that time. But we just kind of knew that, like, with the nature of swing dancing and people traveling, and like the whole point is to dance with different people from different places, and everybody's sweating, and there's just like the air's really moist, <laughs> and a lot of there's a lot of touching, and it's like, it's like once I started thinking about it objectively it's like actually a really disgusting environment (laughs) Um, and people like and nobody gets enough sleep everybody like pushes themselves too hard like just like all of these risk factors um are really prevalent in a like a swing dance event and people always joke about like oh getting the like you know such and such event flu or the such and such event plague afterwards oh Um, yeah like all the time this is like a running joke in like dance events where people travel um and so when we're talking about something like coronavirus that actually feels really serious so anyway so I got uh, to up with this uh medical health officer from Vancouver Coastal Health uh and he was amazing he had like I'd provided a bunch of documentation about the event and what we thought the risks were. And he'd done a bunch of research about it to try to understand himself. And um, we had a really great conversation where at the time they were still not recommending cancellation of, you know, local events. Mm -hmm. But he said that because of the specific um, sort of activities and risks inherent to our event, and the fact that we had such a large contingent coming from um, Washington state um, where in his words, they do not have things under control. Um, right. Yeah. He recommended cancellation. And so we got a kind of an official letter from him. Um, and then later that day, uh, uh, Bonnie Henry um, announced a, A ban on gatherings larger than 250 people, which would have um, affected us anyway. And then it was only a couple of days later, that the ban on gatherings over 50 people was announced. And then everything kind of, yeah, went from there. So I was really heavy into thinking about um, COVID for the first couple of weeks of March, but really from like a community leadership perspective, Mm -hmm. more so than our our own personal lives Mm
0: -hmm. and how did that affect your personal lives like how what did you do once that once you knew that wasn't gonna happen and how serious knowing how serious things were in other places what did that lead to for you guys personally
1: like did you start staying in or
2: yeah I mean so like we It said, like, starting to work from home. And then as far as going out, we try to only go to the grocery store once a week. Um, And then if we see people, it's at a distance. So we've done some, like, um, picnics in the park at a distance and things like that. Um, We have friends who live nearby, so we often, like, walk to their house and then we'll stand, like, outside their gate and they stand on the porch and we chat back and forth or they come and we kind of do the same at our house
3: yeah yeah but we're not like we're taking things pretty I would say we're taking things pretty seriously Seriously, and um and we're like pretty much from the get-go and uh like it was that I don't remember what the date was but that like week in mid-march like I don't know March 15th or something yeah and yeah everything like really started to lock down and um I know Jason started working from home that Monday and I went into my office and You know, I have some staff that I manage and we were just kind of trying to figure out what things were going to look like. Um, And then I from that next day onwards, I've been working from home full time and um, we don't really leave our neighborhood. Uh, Maybe like I mean, we did yesterday, we went and found some nature outside of East Van and it was really incredible. (laughs) But other than that, like maybe once every two weeks we leave our neighborhood um, just for like one little outing. But otherwise, we're sticking pretty close to home.
1: Yeah, we're the same over here. Like we've been out twice now since. So we're same. Like I, I March sixteenth was kind of like the day everything really shut down. I was already the the Friday before I had um, started isolating, and then our son was in isolation for a week longer than that. So we're just, uh, yeah, it's hard. But it's hard too. Like I find even to get out is such. It's such an ordeal right now. <laughs> like, And like we're downtown, so it's pretty... Is East Van really busy now? Do you find that it's almost busier than it was before? Like with people?
2: Kind of the walking... Uh, yeah. Not necessarily. It's a... Yeah, not necessarily. I don't know. East Van is think? often... Yeah, I think we, no- we definitely notice it more. I can imagine downtown, it's more like along the seawall and whatnot. There's more people that are just trying to get out somewhere. Mm-hmm. But on East Van, it's actually really quite busy along that long commercial drive. No. Not no. not right now, but like in normal times. Oh, normal
3: times. Yeah. yeah normal yeah. times is really busy. And now it's yeah. super quiet.
2: Now it's relatively quiet. Yeah. But still...
3: I mean, it's not... dead. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, there are still people out and about, but it's pretty quiet. And I would say for the most part, I think people are pretty good about social distancing and are um, quite respectful and on like a sunny weekend afternoon um in Grandview Park which is the park right beside our house and is a pretty popular spot like there are people there but it's not crowded yeah 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 and you can always you know find a spot many meters away from anybody else Mm
2: -hmm. are you guys like going out like how often do you guys go out
0: uh we get like michelle goes out sometimes to grab groceries um we've been looking at houses so driving to that and kind of doing it as a social distance like the the homeowners will like sit in their car or will just kind of like open the door for you um and then but yeah we've only had like two two like recreational where we just take parker and we go to this um Kind of this open open field that we know our nearby, a secret place. <laughs> that we're not, not going to tell you about. <laughs> um, well, we, we could tell you just to, we'd have to uh day share. Like okay, Fridays, you're not allowed to go there.
1: Fridays is our day.
0: Um, and then I tried like one day when Michelle was working, I tried to take Parker just down to our courtyard and ended up. Like, cause we we have him wear a mask now, just because our apartment building, like everything's so narrow, and there's people going in and out. So I don't know, just getting out is kind of the the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think he's he's a bit sensitive to it now, and and I we try and not kind of build any anxiety. But I think in talking to other parents, it's a little bit unavoidable because you're always trying, like, don't touch your face, don't touch that, mm-hmm. don't don't uh, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so, I don't know, it, it seems like maybe some of it affects them, at least on some days. Um, yeah. And so it's stressful. And so that's that's kind of what, what made us start to really look for, for a house or a place with an outdoor space where you don't have to go through everybody to get out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, we do try Where's... to take the stairs, but it's still just as bad. <laughs> it's like, don't yeah. touch the railing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Are we you guys... Done? Like, are you guys in a, in a building or in, like, a townhome? Like, can you get out easily out of your place?
2: We've figured, like, there's only, like, our door, like, our front door to into the hallway and then two doors and we can be outside. Yeah. And we can do that without touching anything, really, which is kind of convenient. Yeah. We're we're
3: in a low-rise apartment building. We're just on the second floor. It's a three-story building and we're a corner unit. Um, so it's, it's super easy to get outside. It's really fast to get out the side door. Um, and just with the way the doors are, we've, yeah, I mean, we can get outside without touching anything or like we can, you know, push things with our elbows and forearms and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're also able to like get back in with Almost touching nothing. Yeah, um, key in the
2: door. Just the
3: key in the front door, but you can like use the key to open the front door, mm-hmm. and then elbows the, yeah, on the elevator. Elbows on, yeah, <laughs> on the elevator. And so it's just like the door to our apartment is kind of the only thing we touch, which is pretty awesome to be able to like go out, go for just a little walk in the neighborhood, and come back in and like still wash our hands, but not worry about having touched a million contaminated surfaces
1: yeah has this like uh made you guys rethink living in a city at all because i I know jason and i have like briefly spoken about all all the the great things victoria has to offer (laughs) but yeah has it made you like rethink living in a city
3: yeah (laughs) yeah well maybe not living in a city but it's I don't know Jason's like smiling at me and I'm not quite sure what he's thinking Um, but I think it's like it's definitely made us wish that we had more space and being home all the time in uh, like a one-bedroom apartment is hard and it would be so nice to have more space and also just I think have some outdoor space um, that was ours Mm -hmm. yeah yeah
2: that's true so yeah Do i mean you... so the big news on my part is i i haven't told you this but i got a job offer for a job in victoria
1: oh wow
2: mm-hmm. congratulations
1: congratulations yeah oh, so no, we... are you about to live the dream
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe before me that remember that this like is a public podcast right, yeah. that's right. <laughs> we won't so we we can't can't give away we all do. our secrets
2: but we but that leading into like we've been thinking more about like houses that we'd like to buy in victoria and yeah and thinking about that um i'm curious for you guys where like what parts of town are you looking at places to live
1: we're, we're in this tough spot where, like, we thought, well, we'll just rent something for a year just to figure out what. So we're renting now, and we thought, well, we'll just rent something for a year to figure out what we're gonna do. Yeah. But then, through trying to rent something, we realize at some point we're just gonna end up end up paying as much or more. Than a mortgage would be probably not more,
0: but but very close. I think we'd probably end up paying just slightly under what we would for a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Somewhere like, for example, my parents uh, spent a bunch of years living and working in Harrison Hot Springs, so we have a connection to there. It's only like an hour and a half outside Vancouver, Mm -hmm. and so in looking for rentals, we just kind of for fun started looking at at houses to buy, and then we were like started doing the math, and we're like, oh, we're about to go rent a place that is probably only going to be a couple hundred bucks less a month than just having a mortgage
3: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
1: yeah so that's that's kind of where we're at we're in a tough like it's just a tough decision because it's such a unstable like there's no stability and like you need's argument is there's never any stability but I'm always worried like okay like you know my job isn't secure so like is now the time to go and get a mortgage. But at the same time, it's like, well, either way, we'd be signing a lease and, Mm. you know, it's kind of not quite the same commitment, but similar. And either way we'd end up with outdoor space. Yeah. So
0: it's It's tough because it puts pressure, like this situation right now with COVID is putting pressure on us to make a quick decision, which obviously buying a house isn't meant for that. But at the same time, we're like, just on the verge of like signing somewhere where you're just dumping money for the next year you know without getting any equity for it. Whereas we could have we could by that time be a year deep into a mortgage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so it's yeah it's it's trying to figure out now well, is the fact that you can get out after a year without you know getting stuck with a house and a mortgage um more or less beneficial than than renting?
1: Yeah. So we're doing a lot of pros and cons right now of of home ownership like prior to this we've always lived really at our baseline and and like just made it so that we could always at any given point live off one person's income and nothing in our life would have to change but yeah so now it's like okay it's time for the next step and it's
0: also just shown us how like everybody always talks about this but how expensive Vancouver and even the surrounding areas really are like the houses we're looking at for like double what we're paying in rent now downtown. Like so that's like a pretty big shift. Like we were willing to size up. Yeah. But even at double our price, it's not that attractive. No,
1: we found one house that we put an offer in on and the rest, like I think after the one this weekend, I almost cried. I was just like, I could never live there. Like it's so hard. So it's like
0: far like we've been on like Tawasan and Surrey and kind of like deeper out and it's still a double our price is still not that you're not like rushing to rent it
1: yeah Yeah.
0: and so that doesn't seem sustainable
3: no
1: (laughs) yeah COVID thanks a lot (laughs) (laughs) loving like I love living downtown this has been my life for 11 years I think even I have struggled to come to terms with ever leaving we've tried a few times but now this is just really it's the same like we're in a tiny apartment we don't go outside there's three of us and a dog and you and i are both working from home and it sucks it just it sucks i don't like at first i was like it's okay we'll be fine but it's really well feel it. we'll be
0: fine but, (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time there's there's uh, greener
3: fields elsewhere as well yeah yeah they really are so
1: what will you well, well like what's next steps for you so um would you keep your place here and rent it out and just like check out victoria and see how it goes or do you have like a
3: plan
2: i mean i think if we were going to move over we'd probably be all in yeah And just plan to sell this place
3: yeah whether or not we would sell right away yeah i think kind of depends on the market somebody just listed um in our building so Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that goes it just kind of as a test for how it would be to sell this apartment um though I think they've totally overpriced their place so it's not a it's not a great comparison um unless it goes
0: fast then you know it was really (laughs) (laughs) I
3: mean if it goes fast then
0: Then you send them you send them a gift
3: (laughs) Uh, yeah but I, I mean, I think we've been talking about moving to Victoria for years and have just kind of been waiting for the right time or the right nudge. And to be honest, this is a little bit sooner and sort of the sequence of some steps in our lives that than we had talked about. But um, it's it's a really good, I don't know, it seems like a really good opportunity right now. And with um, it should be pretty easy for me to relocate to Victoria with my job and with Jason having a job in Victoria and with us just feeling so stir crazy mm-hmm. um, in our apartment it just it seems like a good time to at least be thinking about it seriously yeah but we don't know we don't know what's actually gonna happen I mean yeah and Jason just accepted the job today so there's there's <laughs> lots to think about <laughs> there's lots to get sorted yeah um
1: so do you find that this time, like, I, I don't, it seems like it's true for you, but do you find this time's kind of almost like a rebirth or like a forced, forced growing pains in some way? Like, I know some people, it might be like introspective, but I'm finding it's just like where my life's path was going. It's forcing me to shift and to think about things differently. Are you finding it's the same for you?
2: I think... Like, for me, I feel like because all of the, like, many of the extracurriculars that I wouldn't normally want to be a part of just have kind of been stripped away, it it means that I need to, like, think more carefully and be more intentional about what I want to do with my time. Mm -hmm. And particularly at this moment, I have a month before I start my work. And so, yeah, that's something that I've been thinking about more and will be, like, for I'll have all my time all day to, to do that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, I guess, kind of, I guess is my response to that.
3: Yeah. And I think for me right now, it just kind of feels like a grind. Like <laughs> time has no meaning. Everything's blurring together. Um, I forget what my extracurricular interests are. And I know I have many of them, but they mostly involve not being at home. Yeah um and my work is really intense um my work was at a very kind of busy time in our cycle and it's just gotten harder uh with people being at a distance and just harder a bit harder to connect and spending so much time in video calls oh my goodness so much time and then I'm working I mean, I'm working right in our living room. And so it's, I've been finding it really hard to um, have any sort of mental separation. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I put a big, beautiful piece of fabric over the desk at the end of the day to signal like, this is this is the end of the workday. The office is closed. And, office is closed <laughs> and like, I can't sit on the couch and see my computer anymore. So we'll see. We'll see if that helps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I I, I wish... I was feeling introspective and and reflective where I wish I was feeling a sense of and a no change or rebirth but it's really just feels like a grind
1: yeah I like I can definitely relate to that I feel like it was hard at first I got through a little bit of a I don't know like a, a low point and then I was feeling pretty optimistic and I'm like I'm gonna work out every day I'm gonna do all these great things and instead, I just started having drinks every night. And then <laughs> i like, got back up and I'm like, okay. And then this week, yeah, this, this week and last week, I've just felt down. Like I don't, I don't even mm-hmm. like I'm not sleeping well. I don't feel great. So yeah. yeah, I'm not finding it. I was really hoping this would be a lot of self work time, but it's not really.
0: Well, and that's what all the accounts on Instagram are trying to push. And that was kind of like, one of the reasons we wanted to start this because we we're like, it's it's not like that. Like, sure there there's probably some people out there crushing it right now and using this time for good but there's a whole lot of people who are just like exactly like you said just out there grinding and just like wondering how long this is going to go and how they're going to use how they're going to survive the time let alone use it Mm
3: -hmm. yeah I mean the only people I know who were like thriving I actually, I would not say they were thriving, but um, like close to thriving or crushing it where like people who lost their jobs, but didn't like, I think it was most like, I have a lot of friends who are artists and performing artists and musicians. And so people whose just like work suddenly evaporated overnight um, and have really joyful, resilient spirits and like, I have a couple of friends who were, um, one of them came back from the U S and they were, uh, self-isolating together for 14 days as well. My friend went through the, the mandatory 14 day period and, um, I know they had tough times for sure, but they also like did yoga every day and played music every day and, and were really creative and like found really great ways to put structure into their days and like make the most of the time. Um, But they didn't have children or, Mm. like, jobs and video calls and, (laughs) like, all of these soul-sucking things. Not that children are soul-sucking, sorry. But, um, (laughs) I mean, every parent who I've talked to says it's really hard right now. So, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's hard and it's hard to, it's hard emotionally to see the kids struggling and like yeah, mm-hmm. every, anybody who we've talked to, I mean nobody said, oh yeah, my kid's totally like totally unaffected and just fine and just loving life right <laughs> now. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, you you can notice some days that I don't know what's going on, but something's going on. They're moodier and yeah, yeah. I mean there's no way for some of that anxiety not to seep in, especially once they're
2: a little bit older. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think for us as well. Like we just feel like strangely anxious some days right and i think just being cooped up and losing social networks and whatnot it just has that effect and i think the kids are feeling a similar thing
1: um how about how about your cats because our dog is clearly depressed some days Do your cats are your cats just happy you're home or are they noticing like uh you need to leave guys (laughs) (laughs) go somewhere
2: I think for the first week or so, they definitely wished we weren't around so much. (laughs) Now, they've just come, they've like gotten better at ignoring us, I think.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I think they they act out more Mm. when it's like four o'clock and they think they should have dinner and it's not yet dinner time and then they just kind of like, I don't know, act out and wrestle and beat up on each other and get really disruptive. (laughs) <laughs> eat any food that we leave anywhere yeah i found sebastian <laughs> on the counter today just like mowing down on a hunk of butter that wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah i mean they're they're doing okay it's also springtime which is a super exciting time for an indoor cat where all these springtime smells start coming through the windows and and um, they get pretty jazzed about that <laughs>
2: We've, we started taking um, Sebastian, who's, like, the more laid-back cat, uh, out on little walks beside our house, too.
3: On a
1: leash.
2: On a leash. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. How, how's that going?
2: He loves it. Oh, yeah. He absolutely loves it. It's pretty funny. He looks like a raccoon, though, because his tail puffs out, like,
3: jack yeah. so so, But he just, like, <laughs> he wants everybody know, to know that he's the big cat in the neighborhood. <laughs>
2: his big, puffy tail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I tried to take him to the compost bin, which is, like, I don't know, 100 feet into the alley. Yeah. And he, like, freaked out, and that was way too much. Yeah.
3: That's <laughs> also when we, like, learned what we already knew, but, like, actually learned through experience that, like, y- you do not take your cat on a walk. Your cat <laughs> takes you on a walk. <laughs> yeah, your cat takes you for a walk, yeah. yeah.
2: I think cats are, I mean, Yeah. I think, I feel like they are a little less, they need less stimulation than a dog is my guess. Yeah, for sure. Probably.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe they can ignore your mood a bit more than a dog can. I think dogs are a bit more dependent, <laughs> dependent right. on yeah. your moods.
3: Yeah, I think cats are uh, much better at being uh, emotionally detached. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So I wanted to, like, I know we've touched on Victoria and like things being pushed along quicker been planned. But is there anything else? Like, we did also do this to like bring up like out the positive things that are happening. And, you know, this has just been a tough, a tougher few days for us. So maybe we're not sounding as positive, but we have really tried to <laughs> stay upbeat and, and stay with it. So do you guys have any like, really positive things that are happening right now that you're noticing because of this time, like any, any, any opportunities you may not have had before?
3: Well, let me tell you about how delicious it is in our house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cooking. That was the first okay. thing that came to mind yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been cooking a ton, and Jason and I both love to cook, and so this has been a really nice opportunity to um, just do things that are a little bit more complicated or things that we wouldn't always have the time for, and also... Uh, it very quickly became evident that we are accustomed to grocery shopping like four times a week Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least so when we've been and we've been trying really hard to like be quite strict about only going grocery shopping once a week and so we've um been really great about meal planning as a result of that but planning like really fun and exciting things and we've been making these like amazing like veggie burgers with carrots and white beans Mm -hmm. that were so good um I've really been working on bread baking, not because it is cool or the cool thing to do. <laughs> um, but actually I've you know, I've like I've dabbled in bread baking here and there. And then Jason's mom is a really excellent baker. And at Christmas time, um, she taught me all of her secrets. <laughs> <laughs> <If she can. laughs> I feel like that's overselling it alone. <laughs> I mean <laughs> So in her own way taught me all of her bread baking secrets um and and her her bread baking is more of um an approach than it is like a recipe or anything overly specific
0: it's like the karate kid she's taking you in having you like wax things <laughs>
3: exactly. Yeah, exactly yeah so I've, I've been working on um, yeah my my mother-in-law's approach to bread baking which has been quite fun and yeah. successful and And then bread
2: is delicious. It's a, um, a whole wheat rye bread mm-hmm. with just a bit of white flour and it. it's uh
3: it's quite amazing. Yeah, really good. And you know, we made, we made hamburger buns to go with these veggie burgers. Mm-hmm. Made we made mustard from scratch, which was really delicious. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Driving. Uh, Jason right now is uh researching all the ingredients to make root beer from scratch. Oh, which wow. turns
2: out is expensive. So we'll see <laughs> it, if that gets yeah. off the ground. And
3: that there's also like I don't know if it's a worldwide shortage, but at least a Canadian shortage of uh sassafras. sassafras.
1: Yeah. Oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm not the only one
2: trying to make root beer. <laughs> <laughs> which who knew, right? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like so going like taking a broader look at some of the positive aspects. So we had an experience the other night which I feel like just captured the moment so well we I so I we had all these um so from remember Michelle during like when I made the cakes at work Mm mm-hmm So I still have a whole bunch of gluten free flour and we don't use that for anything, of course. (laughs) But so I was like, what am I going to do with this? And Eileen was getting mad that it was sitting around and I hadn't, and I hadn't put it in containers properly (laughs) storing it or anything. So so I was like, I'll just bake something with it. And then it turns out our friend is gluten intolerant or whatever it is. Not, not celiac. I don't think.
3: No, I don't actually know. I don't even know. Celiac or gluten intolerant, but in any case, she's She's not eating gluten. She's not eating gluten.
2: Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I'll just bake a cake for her and for us as well. So i made cakes and then we had two plates of cakes one for us and one for them. And we were walking them over to give them as a gift. And as we stepped out of the door, we bumped into people from the building beside us who were out walking their cat. And the guy was like sipping a glass of wine and it just was like the most (laughs) random interaction we just have two plates of cake and they're there with a glass of wine in their cup. And
3: it all seems totally normal now. Yeah, it's
2: like the weirdest things are normal. Like that would not
3: happen in normal I mean, days, or it but... would, but maybe you would like comment on the fact that somebody was <laughs> drinking openly outside or the fact that like you're carrying two plates full of cake, but like nothing phases anybody. Yeah, everything's <laughs> just, just like, like eh, so Oh good. yeah, sure. Whatever, like whatever you're doing to make this time be really positive, great. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Just think, as like, long
3: as you wash your hands and stay two meters away from me it's yeah, fine. Exactly. Yeah.
0: everyone just knows we're all we all have our coping mechanisms right now you're <laughs> yeah. like okay open wine we got two cakes
3: <laughs>
2: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah and i feel like so i feel like the public drinking strangely i'm i think that's a positive in my opinion because it's not like i don't i don't see anyone like inebriated i mean not more than normal um <laughs> <laughs> like there's you know that person walking down the street who's like talking to themselves and like weaving back and forth but <laughs> but like more and more there's like way more people like having a sip of a beer in a park and they're just like no one cares anymore and yeah. I, I love that like that's great I think that's how life should be yeah and I think it's healthy um and then the I mean the other thing that I think is kind of great is um almost like feeling like we have a uh what's the word universal basic income mm-hmm. which I feel like this is bringing us one step closer to that. So kind of on like a, uh, on a political level, I feel like that's kind of positive. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I guess it'll really like maybe give them some data too, about whether, whether it works.
3: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's actually really interesting.
3: Yeah. And I think, I mean, a very like practical positive thing, is with like with Jason having been laid off. Um, I mean, we're we're still in an incredibly privileged position that I didn't like that I haven't lost my job and we have savings and like in all of these things. Like I I know that we're in this really privileged place, but um, with Jason having lost his job, it also uh, kind of inspired and forced us to double down on our budgeting and mm-hmm. and I think be really. Uh, just like quite frugal, um, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is positive. Like, I think it's just a good good practice for us to see how little money we are able to live on and still feel like we have a kind of a rich and fulfilling lifestyle. So, you know, that's, I think that's been a, a positive side, for sure. Side benefit. Yeah, yeah, side benefit to being laid off.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think even this time has made us do the same. Like we actually sat down and together went line by line through a budget where i think usually it's just me doing it and then telling you <laughs> neve this is what we have at the end <laughs> but we actually sat together and did it which yeah i guess that's something that's something new for us too in this time that's we didn't usually do that together it was always like one person would do it yeah yeah
0: and that one person is you <laughs>
2: Yaniv, I'm curious, like, for you, um, because my understanding is you have worked from home for quite a while, but how has the experience been for you and the change? Um, like, how's that felt?
0: Um, it's been very difficult because we live in a small enough space that there, you can't really functionally work two two people from home or really like even when i'd want to work in the evenings before all this started when michelle and parker were home that'd be really really difficult and now it's like yeah that was in the best condition or michelle was like fresh enough to like you know make sure parker doesn't disturb me too much and anything like that and now um with her hours being set and mine kind of having more flexibility it just ended up that I just spend all day with Parker because he just needs so much attention and yeah this doesn't like it's not like every time I try and be like well okay you need to just do something by yourself for a couple of hours then I just feel guilty and realize how hard this is for him and he's still yeah. you know he, he's only just about to turn seven and you know playing by yourself is not necessarily a skill that all kids have at all times you can't just call for it on demand so yeah. for me, my work has uh, suffered, yeah, suffered, <laughs> struggle, yeah. and I, you know, I've always had kind of side projects, and all the side projects have gone from a couple of hours of investment a day to like if I put in half an hour, it's it's a good day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's almost like first world problems, right? Because you know we both have our jobs, and Parker at least has the option of having one parent who's constantly with him. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of people that we know with kids, just, they still, they have to work. They just have to make it work and the kids just have to do what what needs to get done. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the optimistic approach as well. At least we have that Mm -hmm. flex flexibility, even though my work is going to suffer for however long this goes on for. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think it was working better in the beginning. I was just getting up early and trying to work as early as I could, but then it's like Parker got Parker caught on. And so he just kept getting up earlier and earlier. And then I get nothing done in the first couple of hours. So it was like, well, what's, what's the point of this? <laughs> I'll just work when you go to bed. <laughs> so yeah, it's up and down, but we just keep trying to figure out what works and, and keep pushing forward. And we have our good days and our bad days. And yeah, this has been like, this is a bright spot for us getting to connect with people. I know like um, we had, I had spoken to you about us all hanging out before all this had happened. And just like with how busy life is, and you know, it's hard to make things work. And then now it's like we're revisiting and hanging out with all these people via our podcast, which has been really great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. So I want to say thank you very much for taking the time and spending the evening with us here. And um, I wish you all the best with Victoria. I'm, I'm 100% jealous. You know I've talked to you about this. I've I've talked to you Neve about moving to Victoria a few times and he's just not ready. He's not ready.
0: I lived in Victoria before and um it's beautiful, but yeah, before it always felt like much too quiet. And mm-hmm. but um
1: But now maybe not. No no not so much.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean compared to Sarah Harrison Hot Springs, it's a metropolis, probably. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean I can understand that not yeah you teach teach their own on where they feel like it works
3: for them, yeah but i mean if we if we do end up over there, uh come for a visit, yeah, and maybe you'll change your mind definitely <laughs>
1: well, yeah, for sure, and i do i I'm sure Jason knows I go there quite a bit, my best friend lives there right, right. so when yeah. this is all when this is all done, I will be there, and so if you end up there, let me know,
3: mm-hmm, yeah, for sure,
1: yeah okay well thank you so much thanks guys yeah have a great night and yeah we'll talk to you soon okay yeah sounds good
2: take Take care. care
1: bye hey good night